Welcome to this episode of TechLink in Conversation. I'm Eddie Grant, a director at Technical Connection. During our conversations, we seek to review the topical bulletins published on TechLink, our knowledge management tool, for all things tax, trusts, pensions, and much, much more. Today, though, we are doing something slightly different. Across the profession, there are many people going beyond diploma and even beyond chartered. Several universities have master's qualifications and students have undertaken significant research. Our interview today explores the research, its findings, but also the journey. I'm delighted to be joined by Claire Trott, who completed her dissertation in 2021. Hello, Claire. Thank you for joining us today. How are you? I'm good, thanks, Eddie. Yourself? Yes, I'm, I'm very good. So thank you so much for sharing a copy of uh, your research in advance. Um, I notice um, it's very much focused on pensions, tax relief and, and pensions policy. Um, so I'm, I'm really curious, how did you, um, or maybe not so curious, how did you decide um, to, to, to go down that, that path for your research? Uh, as I think, as you alluded to there, it was always going to be about pensions. There was uh, probably no, nothing that anyone would have uh, thought I was going to research other than that. Um, however, I think the, it was trying to find the right aspect of pensions. Um, and, and that was the difficult bit to decide on on how to, to choose the topic. But there's always been a few pet hates of mine and changes that have happened over the years. And I wanted to see if it was really just me that felt that. Um, or, and if other people believed that there, there were fundamental flaws in the way that um, some of the pension simplification back from 2006 um, had been implemented and continued to be implemented over the years. Um, and it was just looking at that one size fits all, which was basically what pension simplification was trying to do, that, that actually inspired this for, for me to actually dig a bit deeper. Uh, so that that's really interesting. So, so you did all this uh, research. So, what what were the key findings in that research? I think it, it's safe to say that we can clearly see that um, there are major structural differences in the different types of pension schemes, and and really they fall into the two camps of DC and DB. Um, and um, the, the 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 research showed this, bore that out, um, and also confirmed that the, there were inconsistencies in the way the tax relief limits within the schemes uh, were implemented um, and the impact that this had, um, both intended and unintended, um, uh, that, um, that, that resulted in un- unfortunate um, problems for clients, difficulties for advisors, um, and um, I think it, it just... it. it it did bore out what I thought would be the case, which was that it one size doesn't really fit all. And and um, my understanding of this process of of uh, the master's program is that you completed a literature review, um, which uh, looks at theories and 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 give, gave you some wider research. Um, so, what did you learn about the the pension tax relief and and pension policy? Uh, from that particular literature review analysis? Well, the, the literature review itself, I, I felt going to be really difficult because there's not that much academic research done about pensions. Um, a, a lot of the things that I ended up looking at were things like the OTS and things that have been written by um, the uh, 
uh, Institute of Fiscal Studies and, and all sorts of different areas like that. So it was it it was probably slightly different for me than it was for some of the others who was doing this research to try and find enough. Um, once I then started digging, actually, it was quite interesting. So I the, the wider research piece was was really interesting and it branched out into behavioural economics and nudge theory and how things like that have been used in the past to try and encourage people to save. Um, and that was a particularly interesting bit. So it wasn't truly pensions related that. And I think that was quite the, quite nice, actually, because I know my pensions. I've studied pensions for 20 years. So I know what I feel about them. But thinking about the theories behind it was very enlightening to, to try and get a, get a grip on why we do things like um, exempt, exempt, taxed, rather than taxed, exempt, exempt for, for different ways of giving tax relief um, and encouraging people to save. And that, that, that deeper understanding, I think, has actually added quite a lot of value to, to conversations I've had since then. And, um, and you used um, research, uh, interviews for your research. Um, so did they go to plan or you're, you're dealing with, with, with obviously individuals and, and, and sometimes that doesn't go to plan and sometimes it, it works out a bit longer. So did, did, how did that go? And, and um, what did you discover as you, as you explored those conversations? Um, it, it was absolutely fascinating. And actually the, it it was nice to talk to other people who were just as passionate about pensions as I was. Um, but I had quite a broad range of people I interviewed because I could have just interviewed everyone like me. Um, and that obviously wouldn't have been very fair. So I interviewed uh, financial advisors. I interviewed other pensions techies like me. I've interviewed people who've been in the industry for many, many years uh, and a lawyer as well. So it was quite a broad range of uh, people. And the, the interviews were very, very different dependent on. So I asked the same questions of everyone. They We did veer off a little so it was only semi-structured interviews so I had questions I needed to ask but if we got into something we then sort of went off on a tangent and actually then I would possibly take that into the next interview um, and that was that was actually brilliant because people were sort of giving you ideas to ask the next person about um, and then you sort of thinking relating that back to answers that somebody had given you previously um, they weren't weird thing they weren't as long as I thought they would be um, I had all these questions and it looked like a lot of questions that I was going to ask and I thought I'm going to be there forever. Um, and actually they weren't, most of my interviews were about 45 minutes maximum. Um, and uh, and we got into quite deep topics and uh, it's the, the, the passion behind some of these people's feelings of pensions and some of their, um, how they feel for their clients was really interesting uh, because a lot of them, them even if they don't work directly with clients now, have done in the past, or they have, uh, basically like I do, I have my clients are advisors and their advisors uh, have obviously their own clients and we, we feel for the end client. Um, and all the time it comes back to that. It's all sort of what's it doing to the end client? What's the end result? Because we actually want pensions to work and we want it to, to all um, you know, be fair. Um, and I think there was a there was a very strong feeling that lots of things were very unfair to different parts um, of, of their client base. And and how do you know uh, when you've got you've done enough uh, interviews? So so you know, did you say I was going to do five or ten or twenty? How do you know when is when you've got enough research? I'd, I'd started with the premise that I'd probably do about eight or ten. 
So I had an idea, uh, but it's the point where you're getting the sort of the same answer. So there seems to be a theme. Um, and uh, I, I probably could have stopped at one or two, in all honesty, because most people have very, very similar uh, opinions on the particular areas I was interested in. Uh, but um, it, once you get to that point where you've sort of saturated um, the, the idea and you've, you, you're confident that um, you've asked the right questions of the right people, you could always go on and ask more people and you will always get somebody who comes back with something completely off the wall. Um, and, and that's actually just that's quite a nice thing. So it shows that we are all human. Um, but I think you can just go too far. I mean, I think for this level of dissertation, for, for this number of words, you, you, you could just keep interviewing and you would be adding no value. Um, so that's kind of where I stopped. But the, the interesting was getting my um, my interviewees, uh, my research subjects. I don't like to think about that. They sound like animals. Um, was I started only with a very small group, so a couple of people that I knew. And from them, I asked I asked them who they thought I should ask these questions of. And we snowballed it that way to get sort of a, a broader uh, research pool because there were people I didn't know um, and people with different ideas. Um, and that was actually really interesting. That sort of who do you suggest I talk to brought actually the, the some of the best uh, quotes that I think I've got in my dissertation. And and, and you um, you were specifically looking at um, testing pension uh, benefits. Um, so what 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 was your conclusions in in terms of the research? Well, it really was that there are some major discrepancies um, in the tests that are done, both uh, when you take benefits uh, and when you're paying contributions in. And these do really relate back to the structure of the scheme. So I was looking at the two major different structures of pension schemes. So ones which are defined benefits, ones which are defined contributions and how we apply all these tests to them. Um, and it, it's quite clear that the tests favour one over the other, which it, it, in all honesty isn't that surprising because historically prior to 2006 and this one size fits all, uh, then uh, you did really have two separate tests um, and they weren't based on the structure of the scheme, but the schemes tended to be that type of structure that worked with those kinds of tests. Um, and so that that wasn't particularly unusual. I think it was also very interesting that the sort of the results came out that this is driving behaviour. Um, and we looked at and discussed the, the NHS cases. And, and if anyone remembers, there was big uproar a couple of years ago where um, the high paid doctors were getting penalised for working too many hours um, and they were getting tax charges on the back of it. And that was driving the behaviour of doctors to retire or to take less hours. Uh, and it's that's quite an extreme example, but there are other things that came out of that. And I think that fairness is one of the things that actually... If, if you can't make it fair across all the different types of schemes, someone will always be penalised and therefore it will drive the wrong behaviour in a group of people. Um, and uh, it's it was that sort of extra detail as to what the impact of a lot of this was that actually was really interesting. Because I think we knew there was two different types of structures. We knew the tests weren't quite right. But what that impact is having on the end user of pensions um, is really is really interesting. And, and and I believe when I was sort of flicking through, um, so in your in your sort of summary, you you make a recommendation for taking your research further. Maybe if you ever wanted to do a PhD or or anything else. So what what was that that recommendation? What 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 could they do to take it further? 
Um, I, I think we, we need to consider um, one more research, so actual a bit more numerical research into this and actually all of those those impacts, but also to, to look at how you can get it to work if you were to try and split the two schemes. So if the I believe that you can actually split the different regimes and test them differently. So you could test DC when it's going when when it's going in because then all the growth on that isn't then subsequently penalised. You test DB because you're basically buying a promise. So you know what the promise will be at the end of the day. So you can test that one when the money comes out. Um, and the, the, the bit that's missing is in today's day and age is the fact that you have lots of people have multiple schemes and they might have a bit of each. And it's that interaction between the two. Um, and I think that bit needs more research. That needs to be sort of dug into um and uh, and just to try and work out what can be done i think there there's other things that, that came up it was the, to do with the layers and layers of complexity um and i know i mean i'd be out of a job if we didn't have complex pensions but um those layers of complexity um are one of the things that actually drives behavior because people become scared um and um it, i th- i think tidying it up sorting out the legislation removing the layers um, will, will actually help in the long run. And I think that could be actually something that in theory could be done without me doing any more research. But they, they, there's there's much wider implications to just splitting the two types of schemes. Now, I'm pretty certain that that listeners are, are sitting at, at home or at work thinking, um, uh, I, I really want to do one of these masters. I haven't been inspired by Claire. Um, so what would be your your tips that you would give them? Um, and, and, and in traditional TechLinking conversation theme, what, let's, let's try and think of three, three great ideas that you can pass on. Okay. So my best top tip is always listen to your tutor. So uh, and we, we learned that, you know, quite, quite early on that our tutors were all different. Um, so the, the next top tip is don't compare yourself to other people on the course. Don't think about where they are in their progress. Just get on with your own thing and, and just and do that. And my, my other top tip is really take time to consider your research question. Um, you'd be encouraged to do that anyway on the course, uh, but it's I think you get the best out of it when it's something you really believe in and something you're really interested in. It might sound you might you might pick something that you think sounds really like highbrow and and might add great value to the universe, but if you don't believe in it, you're not going to give it that time, and you're not going to put yourself into uh, into the research and be truly interested in what people are saying to you about it and what people are coming back to you about it. Um, so I think that's that's really really important, and, and it just keep going over it. I mean, I was very lucky, I think, in the sense that. I always knew it was going to be a pensions thing. Um, and I have very strong feelings about this particular area because I just don't think it was ever thought through properly. And, and um, so I th- for me, it probably wasn't that difficult. But I know for, for other people on the courses, they changed when they realised actually probably wasn't, they didn't feel strongly enough about the topic um, to, to actually put all that time. And it is a, it is time. Uh, people must remember these things do take time um, to, to sort of formulate. Brilliant. Thank you so much for your time, uh, Claire, today and and sharing your your insights. Really, really appreciate it. It's been great to catch up as always. Thank you. Thanks, Eddie. 
The content of this recording is strictly for general consideration only. No action must be taken or refrained from based on the content alone. Professional advice must always be sought. Accordingly, neither Technical Connection Limited nor any of its officers, employees or contractors can take responsibility for any loss occasioned as a result of any such action or inaction.